Welcome to a very special series on sleep with myself, Kate Taylor from Practical Magic, and karmic alchemist Matt Taylor from the Soul Pod Party. What we've done is we've got together and we're joining forces to talk about how the practical and the soul come together in sleep and how we can use better sleep to beat burnout. So we're going to be doing this over the month of August and sharing three special episodes with you. Today, Episode one is about the purpose, power and phenomenon of sleep. In episode two, we're going to be talking about dreams, opportunity and soul traveling to reveal your purpose. And in episode three, we're going to be talking about the science and tools of implementation of sleep for a creative life. As I say, this is a very special series that we're doing over the month of August. We hope you enjoy. So welcome, welcome, welcome to a very special edition. This is a collaboration. Oh, I've got my radio voice on. Oh, this is very exciting. This is a collaboration of Practical Magic Podcast and the Soul Pod Party with myself, Kate Taylor, and karmic astrologer, Matt Taylor. Hello. How are you, Kate? <laughs> oh, God, I'm good. I'm good. I was just uh, reflecting with you earlier before this that this is uh, very ironic that we're talking about sleep today because I didn't get very much last night. But we'll talk more about that in a minute. So just to give you uh, guys a context of what Matt and I are doing, we're, we're recording three very special podcasts for you on how to get better sleep to beat burnout. And the reason we're talking about this because, you know, burnout is something that is affecting more and more of us all the time. It's officially recognized now by the World Health Organization as an international classification of diseases on occupational phenomena. So, you know, we might notice that there's energy, energy depletion or we're feeling more tired or, you know, there's a lot of negativity and cynicism around and a spiritual disconnection. And what Matt and I wanted to talk about is how this affects sleep because a study done by the Department of Health Sciences in Stockholm identified that too little sleep, i.e. less than six hours a night, is a main risk factor of burnout. And because burnout is such a phenomenon, and if sleep impacts it so much, Matt and I wanted to talk about, from my side, what the practical side of sleep and, and how that aids us. And Matt, you want to talk about from the soul side, how sleep is affected us and what we can do. So what we're going to do in this series is that we've got three episodes we're going to share with you. This first one is the purpose, the power and the phenomenon of sleep. And what we're going to be talking about in this is, is exactly that. And what you can do, practical ways that you can help aid your sleep before you go to sleep. Then in our second episode, we're going to be exploring how we journey in sleep, how we use dream and what you can do to get what you need in sleep and then in our third episode we're going to be talking about how you can take the power of what you're learning in your sleep from your body from your soul from your unconscious mind and how that helps you in your everyday awakened sleep state and that's how we bring together and it's all around how we beat burnout so that's what we're going to be talking about. Very excited to have you along. Matt, do you want to, should we start talking about, because I've talked a little bit about um, how burnout affects us from, say, that everyday point of view. How do you think burnout affects us from a spiritual point of view? 
Yeah, great question, Kate. And it's, you know, as always, great to be working with you. Such a powerful person. You know, congratulations on your event and all the amazing sort of coaching work that you're doing with your creativity and things like that. So I think it's a really good mix. So from my side, so, you know, an astrologer, uh, I do past life regression work, I do ancestry healing, I do a lot of energy work and, and coaching with people based purely on the soul. And what we're talking about here with the soul is obviously the energetic perspective. Uh, so, you know, when we think about sleep, we, we sort of think about it's for the brain or for the body and for the muscles and for resting the eyes and for the very much the physicality, um, which is important as well. But what's happening because we're atomic, yes, we're made of atoms, is that 99% of the atom is energy and 1% is physical. So the Kabbalists call uh, this reality the 99% and the 1%. So we're always like reminding ourselves that the physicality of us is only 1% of what's going on. So while sleep for, the, for that 1% material things like our muscles, our brains, our nervous system is still important, it's really only 1% of us that, is, uh, that we're sleeping for on that level. So it's also important to remind ourselves that we're sleeping for our energetic perspective, the 99% of us, yes? And that the, 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 the reality is, is that the energy requires sleep as well. So what we need to understand is, is if the energy doesn't get enough sleep, it, the body, the 1% starts to take over. It starts to become more heavy for us. And the soul isn't, or the energy isn't rested enough to, to allow that our energy to be fulfilled. So it's quite a unique thing that happens with our soul during that time of sleep. And if we don't get enough rest for the soul with the body taking over, the body starts to feel ill. It goes into mental issues, physical issues, uh, burnout issues, as you said. In fact, now I was in Germany uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and now in Germany, it's now the number one uh, uh, disorder or not disorder number one issue facing workers in Germany it's now number one burnout uh, so and that comes from a it comes from a lack of refueling on the energetic perspective so the point really here is is that everything has a purpose for the soul including sleep and in order for our souls to really take a journey uh, it's in this moment of mercy for the soul. This is a moment of mercy for the soul when, when we go to sleep because 59 parts of 60, 59 parts of 60 of our soul leaves our body. We actually experience a kind of death, you know, and it leaves our body in order to go back to a true reality in the endless and so that it can refuel. Yes. And, and in that refueling during the night is when we regain the, the temperance uh, that we need, the balance that we need. And it's actually super interesting uh, points around, you know, the deeper messages um, of, of sleep. So these 59% of 60 leaving our body. That's absolutely fascinating, Matt. I mean, because, you know, obviously from, from my side of things, I'm, you know, I look at, the practical magic side of things so the things that happen with our 
body but actually with the rest of the repair it's like what i'm getting a sense of is that our bodies are almost like the vehicle aren't they and and in sleep that's when the vehicle gets its maintenance that's when the you know and we'll talk about the stages in sleep and what happens in that in a minute but in that our body gets the repair that it needs and the soul goes out and tops up gets the fuel gets all of the knowledge gets all of the wisdom and and then comes back into the body throughout that sleep cycle so that all are topped up but when we've got burnout there's like we can't do that can we no that's right the physicality becomes more than the than the energetic it becomes heavier and so is it really interesting kind of insights that the kabbalists are offering here and you know in the the ancient spiritual text the word for sleep is is shayna and shayna is rooted in a word meaning uh, rooted in a word she knew yet and she knew yet is a really interesting word and it means to ch it's rooted in the word to change yes to change and that sort of brings up a question but if my soul is is perfect and divine and untouchable and all my light why do i need to connect to an energy in sleep meaning change well it's interesting because if you look at the numerology of this word uh shinue it, it it adds up to 365 so when you take the the aramaic letters oh, okay. and you calculate them out it adds up to 365 which is interesting you yeah. add up three six and five you get 14. then 14 is the number of temperance or balance yes so uh, in the in the in the in the uh, energetic calculation, what it's doing is it's it's changing back to balance. Yes, this is what we're seeing when the soul leaves the body. Now, if we take a final step with the number fourteen and add the two numbers together, four and one, we get five. And this five is always related to growth and life. So unless we are in balance. Unless we take the, that particular time to change back to balance, to change back to temperance, then we don't have sufficient energy to grow or to, to tackle life. And so there it is in all of the clues that sleep for the soul is important for the next day because that's your moment to come back to balance and to come back to life and to, to give yourself the ability to grow when you're in the awakened state. A super interesting insight, I think, there from the from the Kabbalists about the importance of the soul to go out, as you said, get those messages and why it's doing that, why sleep is important. So I think super interesting. That is super fascinating. I always love listening to you, Matt, because you've just got so much of this wisdom and and and. Uh, share it in such a way that we can get it because sometimes it can be you know the things that we can't see touch smell that it, it's, it can be quite difficult to comprehend sometimes can't it which is why it's so good to kind of bring it back into the practical but i just god it, absolutely fascinating so if, it would be really good i think if we share with the listeners um, some the stages of sleep in a natural sleep cycle yeah. and then we can talk about what's going on physically and what's going on spiritually as we go through each of those stages because we're going to be using some of these stages in the in the um, follow-up podcast as well yes so every sleep cycle 
we go through different uh, or every sleep that we have, regardless of whether you're a five hour a night or you're an eight hour a night or you're a 10 hour a night, within that sleep, we will have 90 minute sleep cycles. And in those 90 minute sleep cycles, there's five stages of sleep. Now you may know these, you may not, but we're just going to go through them. And I think as we go through each one, then I'll talk about kind of the, the physicality of what's going on. And Matt, if you want to share about what's going on with the soul, that would be really amazing. Yeah, we can match up like that. Perfect. Yeah, cool. So the first stage of sleep is the transitional phase. So this is when we're going from alpha to theta brainwaves. So you know when you're just starting to drop off to sleep and it's called the hypnagogic state. So you might, it's a non-REM sleep, so non-rapid eye movement sleep. So it's that bit just as you're falling asleep and you're just awake and you start having these kind of weird, you don't know whether you're asleep or awake, muscles might start twitching. You're just starting to go down. This is where you can get sleep hallucinations, for example. So you know you think you're awake but freaky stuff starts happening like you start having these weird kind of visualizations and stuff and what i love about this state this alpha to theta brainwave is that it's flowing at 7.8 hertz which is actually the flow of the earth so when you're in this first stage of sleep you are at your most connected with the energy of the earth which is really lovely to, because you can do a lot in this sleep state as well. There's a lot that you can do in terms of lucid dreaming. And we'll talk about that in our next episode. There's ways in which you can access your creativity, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later on. But it's just that stage when you're starting to drop down. You might have that sleep awakened. You might start getting the muscle twitch as your body starts just relaxing. But it's that first stage. And what's going on with the soul around this time, ma'am? Okay, so from this first level is a level we call the nefesh in, in the Aramaic text. And the Aramaic text says this level is nefesh, is, is the, the body level, the material level, and the 1%. So we are still at this point in the alpha state. We are still in our nefesh. We haven't left our physicality yet. The soul is still uh, in the body. Cool. So we're still in the body. We're just in that awakened asleep mode. Now, the next part of sleep is the stage two, which is light sleep. So it's where we spend about 50% of a sleep cycle over the course of a night. And again, this is non-REM, so non-rapid eye movement. It's a light stage of sleep, but eye movements just stop. And there's that rapid rhythmic brainwave activity going on and i'm guessing matt is this where the soul starts to leave the body is that right that's right that's when you have that feeling that you're going down and under under, you know that kind of like oh i feel myself dropping off a little bit and you're starting to go under that's when 59 parts of of our energy of our soul uh leave our body that's right and in order to do this as you said before the body needs to be in a state of relaxation so that this can happen because you can imagine what would happen if the body was awake and the soul was starting to leave i mean you know it, it would just cause a little bit of havoc, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's a dis- it's a disruption. So, um, so your you, you, your body easing your body into sleep is super important. Yeah, 
Great. And then stages three and four are our deepest stages of sleep. They're still non-REM sleep, uh, but they're the hardest to wake up from. It's what's known as a slow wave sleep. And it's when the delta waves, this is where your body starts doing most of its healing and regeneration. So this is where we're at 40 hertz of energy. So this is the speed of consciousness. And it's where the soul can fly, but it's where the body can rest. So there's rejuvenation that goes on in, in the body. It's where we get the oxygen and nutrients. And it's also really interesting that this is a time when our body starts doing exactly what it needs to do. So the hormones start replenishing themselves. So there's critical hormones that are going replenishing. And if you're interrupted in sleep here, then that's going to have an effect, a deep effect on the hormones and the body itself. So if you're not getting good sleep, then that's going to be leading to there's challenges around the growth hormone. So this is where the growth hormone and um, the pineal gland are working at the hardest. Um, this is also where the hormones for, and interesting, if you wake up hungry, it's because, or you're overeating in the day, it may be because you're not getting a good enough sleep here. So you, if you're not getting a really good nourishing sleep here and the body is having an impact, then it could be that it leads to, overeating the day or not eating the right things so it's really interesting to see actually how the sleep has an impact on our awakened state and what the body's doing so if we're setting ourselves for good sleep deep nourishing sleep in this deepest state of sleep then it means that we've got more ability to be healthier and manage our body and help ourselves during the day and there's because this is all about what the oxygen and nutrients are going in the stuff that we can do in the day to help aid this bit which i'll talk about in in the moment but really this is where the body starts doing its deepest rest and repair the cells regenerate the hormones regenerate our bones start repairing themselves so this is such an important phase of sleep but what's going on here matt yes, super interesting kate that was really really insightful thank you for that now in terms of the soul what it's doing is it's transitioning so now in stage three we are transitioning from the material we're transitioning from the one percent and we're hitting the light or the endless a place where this where the energy goes to be free you know because if you think about it that the energy is in, trapped inside you know the, the energy of the atom is sort of the soul is trapped inside physicality so it needs reprieve it needs to expand it needs to be set free like it's a, like it's freedom for a slave or a prisoner you know it just needs to get out so um, it gets out and this is where it starts to leave really completely and transition into that endless, endless, flawless space in our universe. Right. So really important stage of sleep. We're going to be talking a bit more about how we aid all of these um, because it's not like you can kind of go at the beginning, can you? Like, right, I'm just going to focus. Before I go to bed, I'm going to focus on my stage three and four. <laughs> we need to be looking after ourselves throughout the day in order to aid all of the sleep cycle. So and then we go to the, the stage five, which is REM sleep, so rapid eye movement sleep. And this is where the dreaming and the filtering, it's, it, it's where the brain is at its busiest. So we spend 20% of our time in REM sleep, and most of that is done in the stages 
before we wake up in the morning. So you may feel like you've been dreaming all night. This is where you dream. You may feel like you've been dreaming all night, but actually you've probably been only been dreaming for, you know, it could be a minute, it could be half an hour, but it's usually in those stages about if you've got a normal sleep pattern, four to five in the morning, five to six in the morning. And dreams and we'll talk about dreams more in the next episode but this is really where you start filtering and making sense of what's been going on in your everyday life over the last 24 to 48 hours so brain is at its busiest the mind is energizing and I'm guessing this is where you go into more soul travel as well, Matt, which we will talk about more in the, in the next episode. But what's going on in this stage from the soul? Yeah, that's right. So stage four and stage five is, is definitely stage four is entering into the endless. And then stage five is when you're in the endless, you're able to pick up a, the, the dreams as we would see them. But uh, probably on just slightly larger level, you're able to pick up all the information that you need. Uh, for your soul so your soul is like programming what it needs to know without filtering so you know if you can if you can kind of imagine you're getting the whole picture you're getting the big picture you're getting uh your sense of everything that you need to know to for everything in your life uh, you're picking up that vital information a part of it is dreams and as you said we're going to talk about it but also you're picking up your whole amount of information your whole program that you're unlimited in your unlimited self so if you think about it when you're in your one percent mind your one percent brain you can't pick up all information you don't know like what what's going to happen for example in your business something happens how come i didn't know you know well this is the, the state we are in where we're picking up all knowing yes for ourselves in all our lives so it's a super important part now the dream part, which we, as you say, we'll talk about later, is is a coded message for something important that we need to pick up and we need to understand. And we'll come to that later. But it, yes, it's picking up in the fifth stage in the soul level. It's picking up. It's having its massive reprieve. It's being totally free, and it's it's absorbing all the information it needs to know before it comes back. And what I'm getting a sense of, what I get a picture of, is this is where. The, the mind and the soul are doing their thing, but at different levels. So in the 1%, it's like having a, the local hard drive. And if you think about the soul, that's the mainframe, isn't it? And, and does that connection, where does that come through? Is it through the pineal gland? Like, what, How do we keep that connection in with the mind and the body at, or, or the soul and the body at this stage, Matt? That's right. It's really important about that 59 you know, aspects of the soul that leaves the body um, are connected, but very much through the pineal in the pineal gland. That's where we pick up all our spiritual information, and it's, you 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 retain it by the by the programming that's done up inside. So the the, the, the comeback to the body is super important. And actually, in the third pass, the third podcast, we'll talk about like how you can do a little. Uh, feng shui if you like to ensure that when the soul is coming back to the body coming back with the information it's not disrupted you don't get a jolt when you wake up you know so it enters back into the body properly and um, so yes it's 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 sort of like the soul is going further and further out and the the one percent is going further and further down and in down into the subconscious so you get a really big expansion of going deeper inside your one percent and further away in your soul and then they come back together and if we go back 
to that number about balance and temperance it's the blending of those two things together because balance in 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 spirituality is about two things coming together so it's it's also the balance that we're receiving is how to rebalance our our one percent ego body material physicality and how to balance our soul and if we're not going through those processes those sleep processes correctly we're off balance and as i said that's when illness starts to kick in oh my goodness and i'm getting such um such a visual and revelation about how how it all comes together right because if you think about that balance that you've been talking about and you think about what, what the 59 parts is doing in in soul and what it's getting and how it's replenishing repairing there or getting anything any kind of messages or anything we need there is going in through the pineal gland which is in the center of the brain it's like a little pine cone nub in the center of the brain which is connected to third eye so connected into intuition and then what that's doing is that's connected through the vagus nerve down into the body specifically into the gut and so through our hormones, through the endocrine system, where that repair is going on, on a physical level, that's repairing in the gut. So the gut, obviously, as we know, holds so much information. Oh my goodness, it's just, it's, it's bringing everything together. You can see how the soul is feeding into the gut. The gut is repairing and that's sending into the brain and, and the whole body is getting the message that it needs and everything is in balance. But obviously when we're affected from a physical level with burnout and stress that interrupts this this um this information highway going on doesn't it so oh just so much going on and thank you so much for this incredible information that you're bringing from a soul level that we can bring into what's going on from a physical level as well it's super fascinating isn't it how everything has to work in so much balance yeah, that's right, Kate. And I think what you brought in is, is super interesting as well, like to break it down into the levels that we're going. In. But, you know, just to understand that, I think that, 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 that the sleep is so important because if it's not, then that's when the illness kicks in. It's like an after, it's, it's, the, it's the effect. So in a lot, we say that, you know, a lot in our reality, we'll say, oh, because I'm so stressed or because I've got so much work on, or because I've, you know, got a lot with the kids or I'm doing, you know, then, then I can't sleep. Actually, it's the other way around. So your, your, your seed level of sleep is, it's because it's picking up so much information and rejuvenation that it's giving you all the clues on how to make your day easier. So it's your day is the effect, not the cause. Yes. Because what we're seeing energetically what the Kabbalists are revealing is that the night energy is first and the day energy is second. Where in the 1%, we see day and then we have night, right? It's actually the other way around. So we're refueling, we're rebooting first in order to make our day better. So it's actually the, the cause of your day, not the effect. Yes, the sleep and the night is the cause of your day, not the effect. So you've got to, if your day is going crazy, You've got to get back to your sleep, pat, sleep patterns and focus on your sleep um, in, order to, in order to heal it. So you can pick up when things are going to go difficult or stressful for you very quickly because, you know, if your days aren't going so clearly at a very early level, you can go back to your sleep and ensure that that's happening correctly because otherwise it just snowballs into more and more craziness. 
more and more stress, more and more difficulty, more and more difficult to get the energy and information you need to get through your day smoothly in connected way and, and using the information that's vital that you downloaded during the night. So it's super important that we flip that around into this, the night energy, the spiritual energy, that when the cosmic gates are wide open at night, is super important first as the cause, as the root level for my day going well. That is really interesting. I hadn't, you know, obviously we don't think about it in that way in Western society at all. We, we pack so much into our day. We overwhelm ourselves. We might, you know, there's all of these things that we do before our sleep that don't aid our sleep. In fact, they impact. And I can attest to that, Matt, you know, as I shared before, like going to sleep last night with an overworked mind meant that my sleep was interrupted. And then I woke up this morning with carrying that anxiety through because my body had experienced it in the night and it ha it will impact the whole day. And I'm sure we can all relate to that. So should we have um, a chat now about what, what we can then do then? What can we do in the day and before we go to sleep to make sure that we're giving this incredible time this incredible period that we need in terms of our body and our soul to repair, to get everything that we need or the nutrients we need, as you said, um, and, and what we do. So if I, just to kick off one of the, because I've, uh, I've done yoga nidra training, which is the, the yoga of sleep. And one of the things that was shared by Ben Wolf, who's an incredible yoga nidra teacher um, was that, in order for us to have, and there's been lots of uh, sleep sciences studies done as we know, but he's been specifically brought in now to aid how sleep patterns work um, through yoga nidra. So what he was sharing when I did my training was that actually it's not about the number of hours that you have, but it's the quality of the breath in sleep and as we've said in that really important stage of three and four when the body is repairing and the soul's traveling the oxygen and the nutrients that we get are the most important so one thing that you can do and and encourage you to start doing is to improve your quality of breath in the day now we know a lot about breath work and how that's a key to so much but knowing that it impacts your sleep is really important. So if you're focusing a, a quality attention on getting really good breath for about 15 to 20 minutes a day, doesn't matter when it is, but as long as you are, then it's going to help you in your sleep. So one of the things that you can do is something called the square breath. And if you do this for about, and you can do this throughout the day, it doesn't have to be 15 to 20 minutes, like full I mean, if you can, great. If you're doing it in meditation, you might want to do this before you go to sleep, however it works for you. But doing 15 to 20 minutes of square breath. And what square breath is, is exactly as it says. So let's do this now. Matt, do you want to do this along with me as well? Let's just sure. do an experiment. So if you hold your hand flat out in front of you, and then you inhale for four and raise your hand for four. So inhale, one, two, three, four, and then turn your palm over, one, two, three, four, and you hold that breath there as you're doing that second hold, second four, and then you exhale, one, two, three, 
four with your hand traveling down hold two three four turn your hand up and then you can count up again so it's literally is square breath inhale for four one two three four hold for four two three four exhale for four two three four and hold at the bottom for four two three four and just carry this square breath this is a really good one for expanding and just equalizing the breath this is the the point of this is you're equalizing the breath you're allowing all parts both hemispheres and both sides of the body and both the mind and the soul to balance you're balancing heart you're balancing head and this is an equilibrium so if you're doing this throughout the day for 15 to 20 minutes what that does is it promotes this kind of regular and rhythmic breath and deep nutrients that you're getting in through breath in your sleep as well you're training your body to breathe in your sleep as well doing this before you go to sleep is also really good if you like me last night um you got those kind of the mind is racing when your body is kind of decided to rest because often what happens is when our body is resting that's when the brain can kick in if you find that this is the case and it's it's interrupting you getting to sleep do this square breath you can even do it for like five minutes and it will just slow things down and calm things down and then your body will allow itself to get to sleep in a way that it needs what how how else matt does breath affect soul travel yeah i mean breath is great because it really taps into that energy of balance if you notice what where breath travels in our body of course it goes in through the nose down to your diaphragm across your lips and out into the universe so what we're doing is when we're breathing is we're connecting very much to the central column it goes down through the throat down through the middle of our body so it's really sending a signal of balance that we're returning back to balance and temperance. And also when we breathe, breath goes through two holes, uh, which, you know, obviously means separation and it comes out through one. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a process of unification. Yes, when we breathe, we're unifying everything. And as I said, like balance is about bringing two forces together, your 1% and your 99%, your, your, your physicality and your energy. So the whole process of breath, as you beautifully explained, um, is super important. So it's to connect to that breath is super important for getting back to your balance where you're bringing the two forces to one. And one thing that you can do uh, to add to that process of breath is just send an energy through your body. So if you've had a, a day where you felt particularly unloved, you send love through your body. If you feel had a day where you didn't feel understood, you send compassion through your body. If you've had a day where you felt like somebody was taking advantage of you, then you send your strength and drive through your body. Yeah, just to refuel yourself um, with the breath and the energy that you're sending out through your body. And that will help like bring refueling and bring intention to your sleep, which is super important, and get the creativity that you need for the next day. Now, Kate, I remember you had a wonderful um, case study about creativity and about um, about uh, Dali. 
mm. uh, about how he was able to access a lot of information in his sleep that he could use. Do you want to run run that yeah. bias again? Yeah. So I know that we've been talking in this podcast about, you know, a general, depending on how you sleep, an overnight kind of normal eight to seven hours a, a night's sleep. However, we can use, because we, we, um, we sleep in 90 minute sleep cycles. You can through things like yoga nidra or taking naps, you can actually use the power of sleep throughout the day as well. So the, there's an amazing way of using that first state of sleep. That's that kind of stage one, the hypnagogic to access creativity. So this is another way of using sleep as a really great tool. So what Dali used to do, and, and, and a lot of creatives actually use this as well, is that we use this hypnagogic state when we're getting, starting to get visuals, we're starting to get that kind of hallucinations. It's where lucid dreaming happens as well. We can use that information from this lighter stage of sleep. So what Dali used to do is that he would have in the day a 20 minute nap. And what he would do is that he would hold a fork in his hand and underneath where the fork is in his hand, he'd have a tin plate and he'd fall asleep, have a nap. And then as his body was relaxing, usually about 20 or so minutes in, could be 10 minutes in, the fork would drop and it would hit the tin plate and wake him up. Now, what he would do then is journal on what hallucinogenic um, visuals he was getting in this hypnagogic state. And that's where a lot of his Dahlia surrealist imagery came from, was actually using the power of sleep in an awakened state, which we'll talk about in another series. But it's incredible to know that we can access other parts of our sleep not just necessarily we're in a normal sleep cycle, but we can use it for creativity. I just love that case study of Dali because it's just something that we can use at any time. So if there's something maybe that you're, it's a bit like, right, with my practical magic cards, the practical magic cards are a way of tuning in with something with your unconscious mind any time of the day. And one of the cards I do have is daydream. It's like how you can use that dreaming state in your awakened state as well so how the two interlink together so it's a bit like getting <laughs> a bit like getting an intuitive sense at any time of your sleep yes it's super it's super good because what he was also doing was he was setting an intention with his sleep wasn't he he was using the sleep for a, a greater purpose um, to access so it's super interesting case study yeah. And intention is an important thing as well, isn't it, Matt? Because yeah. you know, I set an intention in the beginning of the day, usually about, you know, what I want to get out of the day or giving gratitude for what's going to come in. But actually, it's super important for us to set an intention. If, you know, reflecting on what we've been talking about, the fact that sleep comes first is setting a clear intention before we go to sleep for our brain our body and our soul to be able to um, to do the best that it's, it can do to to set that intention there. So what kind of things would you suggest, Matt, in terms of setting intentions before you go to sleep? Yeah, I think it's, it, it, it's the, uh, you know, the sunset and the period that's between the sunset and us, go, and, and us going to sleep, you know, it's a transitioning stage from the, the last packet of energy into the next one you know so as, as we say that the packet of energy begins with the darkness first 
because it's it's a metaphor for our soul. You know, we always go through challenges before we reveal light. We always go through a heavier point before we come to the salvation, you know? So this is why, you know, night follows, is before day, night before day, because we, even in our life, we go through a challenge in order to reveal light. So the, the beginning is, uh, is super important but you can base it on your previous day. So if you, uh, as I said before, if you're experiencing something in your previous day and you need to rebalance that out on something that didn't go so well for you or not in your balance, not in your harmony, then you can set an intention based on that. And I don't think intention setting is very difficult. I mean, the Kabbalists say, how do you connect to light? And they say by desire, you know, just by wanting to. So it's the, the intention is by, it's really setting what, you're wanting to do but you know a lot of people they get stuck in results and this is why this adds to the one percent material i want this to happen and that to happen they're not connecting to the energy they're not connecting to the fulfillment of the day so a really good like better way of connect setting intentions of what you want to see is just by thinking about it just connecting to it in yourself but make it something intangible make it energetic such as I want a day filled with fulfillment. I want a day or total fulfillment, not just partly fulfillment, total fulfillment. I want a day with total love. I want a day to see, experience total this. And if you're not sure, that's fine. During that breath session that Kate was talking about before, you can feel the energy that your soul wants to, wants to go through the next day with. So you can even, as you get better, start to tap into what you internally what is the next level for you energetically to go through in your next day but really in your intention do it something that's intangible you don't want results not like all oh, the meeting with the boss or you know making the target or stuff like this go for totality in all things that you're doing that day and to achieve that you you connect to something energetic great i love that so energetically at night and then you, if you want to do the tangible things do that in the morning as well i'm oh god i'm so using these tools matt honestly um, no. and the one <laughs> great talk about setting space so you know we hear often about the the tangible things that we can do um being making sure that you've got no blue lights so making sure that electronics are your space and and making sure the temperature's right and all of those physical things that we can do to make sure that our room um, is and our body is as comfortable as it can be. I mean, those are all the standard things. Can you think of anything else, Matt, from, from your point of view about setting sacred space for sleep? Yeah, I mean, I think that the, one of the big things is mirrors um, because it's in the salt entering back into the body. It doesn't want to be refracted in any way. So mirrors in the bedroom, I would suggest cover it. If you can't, you know, if you've got to have one in your bedroom, then cover it uh, at night. It's super important. Anything that uh, will reflect or refract um, on the energy, you know, it's, it's something that will disrupt the entry of the soul um, back into the body. Can I just share something there that's just come up for me? Yeah. When I wake up in the middle of the night and it might be like a four, I don't know what time it is. I don't ever look, but I focus. This is so weird. I focus on the mirror on my bedroom wall and it's just like, it's, I, I, I wake up and I go, 
I just don't like it. I just don't like the mirror. Do you think that's got anything to do with the soul travel? Oh, for sure. Mirrors, uh, mirrors in um, in places of sleep are, are, are not the best. It's better off to cover it heavily, you know, with something heavy, not light, but something heavy because uh, or if you don't want it in there at all, it's the best case situation is to remove it totally. But if you can't, um, then just cover it with something heavy. Interesting. Yeah, the other thing that is super important to know is that there's one of our, the strongest or one of the most spiritual parts, one of the most spiritual parts of our body is our nose, right? Think about when we sneeze, we always say, oh, bless you or get what, you know, we're always like blessing and everything that comes with the nose, the breathing, uh, the flus, the sneezing. But interestingly, with smell, it's probably the of the five senses, because the five senses are a distraction or an illusion. They don't give us correct information or, or full information compared to what the soul can give us. But the smell is probably the most accurate. It's probably the most sensory where we can connect to something more spiritual. So I always recommend some kind of, if you struggle a little bit, um, some kind of smell that reminds you of sleep. So where, what were you smelling when you slept well? And if you can find something that smells like that, um, you know, if you remember sleeping well at your grandmother's and your grandmother's used to smell like this or your house or whatever, you know, if you can make a, a smell um, recall back to a place or a time when you did sleep well, that, that instantly recalls your soul probably the most accurate of your five senses to do. So if you think about it, if you're doing breathing, then if you just add in an, a smell that reminds you of a place or a time that you did, that's also starting to weaken the 1% and bring the soul recall back much better. Amazing. And, and obviously um, that ties into things like aromatherapy as well, doesn't it? You know, using herbs, and scents that are going to help we know lavender helps as well there's um amazing doTERRA oil which is the serenity oil that literally if i smell that i uh, it's just like knockout juice for me so yeah that's really fascinating so we've got breathing we've got setting intention and smell as well yeah. and, yeah. and we've, covering and we've, got, space. we've got some more tools that we're going to talk about through the other podcast yeah. as well haven't we yeah. yeah we have and and do you know what we <laughs> that is such an amazing episode i think let's round up there in terms of um because we could talk for hours but people got things to do so I, we're going to be talking i hope you've enjoyed this today um please do let us know what you think of this and matt's uploading to podbean and i'll be uploading so it goes on to itunes for both of us so we'd love to know what you hear please do reach out to us and do rate and review on both of our, our channels on iTunes. So Matt's is the Soul Pod Party and mine is Practical Magic Podcast with Kate Taylor. Next time around in, in podcast two, we're going to be talking about what we look at in terms of the physicality and the soul in our sleep. So this is all about dreams, opportunities and soul traveling to reveal your purpose. So... Thank you so much, Matt. It's always incredible speaking with you and your incredible knowledge about the soul and, and all the gifts that you bring. Thank you so much. This has been great. 
And thank you for you and all your amazing wisdom and the, what you bring as well. It's a, it's a, always a pleasure working with you. You're such a you're such a dynamo. Thank you so much, Kate. Thanks, love, and thank you to everyone for listening. I do hope that you enjoyed this, and we will be back very soon. Thank you so much for listening to Matt and myself as we talk about better sleep for burnout. We're going to be back next time around in episode two to talk about how we can use our dreams as an opportunity and soul traveling to reveal purpose. We do hope you've enjoyed the show. We're both up on iTunes. Matt's the Soul Pod Party. I'm Practical Magic with Kate Taylor. We're going to be sharing these on both of our own individual channels. So please, please, please do go over and rate and review these special series. We hope you've enjoyed listening to them as much as we're enjoying recording them. Until next time, sleep well.